everyone. Welcome back to Fearless as Fuck, the podcast. I'm your host, Christina Lauren. I'm very excited today because Fearless is taking a little bit of a different direction for this episode, and it's on a topic that I've really wanted to talk about that can be a little bit taboo and misunderstood at times, and I feel like I have the perfect guest to jump on and talk about this, and you'll understand more when I explain our journey, but I brought my good friend Catalina on the podcast today. Welcome. Guys, thanks for having me. Of I've been wanting to for so long. I know. We <laughs> We've been talking about having her on for a while, and I feel like we kind of find that we, well, there's a few topics that we yeah. wanted to talk about. Um, but with the way that Fearless has been going, and we had this conversation right before we started, um, Fearless has taken a very evolved movement lately Mm -hmm. and we've kind of gotten out of talking about more (coughs) painful situations and more into the involvement of getting through painful situations Mm -hmm. or things that have allowed guests on the show to embody their true self and figure out who they are and really you know take that and use it as a slingshot to empower themselves and that was something that we talked about just before this and one of the topics that we're going to talk about today is actually using psychedelic integration to process and to evolve and I know a lot of people have no idea about what psychedelic integration is and the processes in which one can utilize these modalities to actually grow because there's like a lot of different sides of this, yes. but we're going to talk about that. But I would love for you to just kind of introduce yourself and talk a little bit about you, and then we can kind of get into that. Um, so my name is Catalina. <laughs> I work here in Vegas. I'm going back to school for psychology, um, and that in itself has been uh, me choosing to go back to school has come from my psychedelic journeys and um, using those medicines and practices as ways to grow and expand. Um, I know there's a lot of, you know, misconceptions about psychedelics, mushrooms, LSD, like all of those things. And I think uh, it's just gotten a bad rap. And if you know anything about the history and like why, you can kind of understand, but it's been making a comeback in the last 20 years or so with the research that's being put out there. Um, MDMA, psilocybin, they're all going through like clinical trials right now and about to be approved for by the FDA um, for use in in therapy sessions, um, which is amazing and super exciting. I love this topic. It's very, very exciting and is like one of my favorite things. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's cool too. And I'll just backtrack a little bit. When you and I met, we had met randomly through mutual friends. And mm-hmm. one of the things that got us talking on that particular day was this topic because I I don't speak too much about it but when you find somebody who has experienced it you like want to start just dumping out everything oh, yeah. like oh you're my like, god she gets it like you're like what was your experience what yeah let's talk experience? about oh it oh my gosh tell yeah. me more and right before we had met our, I'm sorry right when we did meet you were about to go on your first ayahuasca journey mm-hmm. and my sister had ex- been experiencing a lot of it and you reminded me so much of her so yeah. I think that's how we got on the topic of it mm-hmm. and yeah, you were getting ready to go to Peru. Yeah, it was just before my 30th, and I decided that I wanted to do, like, you know, like, move into my next decade, right? Decade? Um, yeah. <laughs> in, like, a really powerful way, and I had been, like, you know, experiencing um, different different psychedelic modalities um, in the last year previously to that, and I just thought it was, like, a really great way to, like, 
expand and like kind of let go of some stuff and also like find out more things. And I had heard so much about ayahuasca and I decided that I really wanted to do it. And there's this uh, thing that a lot of people who have done ayahuasca talk about is like when Mother Aya calls you, like you just do it. So I felt called to do it. And it was like one of the most incredible experiences in my life. It actually led me to wanting to pursue um, psychology. And I what I want to do is like work with psychedelic um, therapies and modalities and like, just explore it and learn as much as I can about it and like how it can help. Also, the there is always like a duality to it. So there is a bad side to it. Like it's not it's not completely good, right? Nothing is fully 100% good and like understanding that and being able to work with that and um, take the best out of it and yeah. Yeah, so what was that entire experience like for somebody who has no idea what <laughs> what ayahuasca is and how someone comes about that and what the actual you know journey is like for somebody who's oh going gosh. and experiencing that? Uh, so, so ayahuasca is... Um, so I, the Aya plant is a plant that is grown, I believe, in the Amazon in a lot of different um, areas in South America. And I believe you can find it in Costa Rica and things like that. But it is also mixed with the DMT, which is what causes Aya plant, causes the DMT to be able to, like, um, last a certain certain amount of time. So an Aya ceremony can go from, like, four to eight to maybe 12 hours, depending. Whereas, like, DMT itself is only, like, a 20, 30-minute experience. And, you know tribes and indigenous people have been using this modality for like centuries and centuries and centuries and now it's just kind of like making a comeback but it's extremely powerful it's extremely uh it's extremely intense and there is a diet that you have to that it is recommended that you take because it can be um it can cause a lot of purging and by purging I mean like throwing up or possibly going out the other end there's a lot of uh uncomfortabilities with it excreting <laughs> excreting um but the most powerful aspect is the psycho um active aspect of it and it just takes you on like a total and it the journey for most people is completely different but also very similar there's there's like the connectedness, the oneness that you feel um, when you're in those journeys and realizing that you are part of this like much bigger picture that you can't even fathom, but you're also so important and so intricate and like you're like, it's really, really hard to explain. I remember before I did my journey that I would like talk to people who have done that and I'm like, tell me everything. What did you feel? What did you see? Like, what was your revelation? Like, I just want to know everything. And then I, when I went and did it and like trying to talk to people about it, I recognize now that it's just so hard to elaborate and explain. And there's so many different people that I've listened to talk about this that I like hear. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense that you're, so eloquent in like explaining it and I feel like maybe I'm not so great so I apologize but it's essentially just like this massive intense like self-exploration and you what you get from Aya is what you need um so some people experience like really dark heavy things because they're dealing with dark and heavy things and it can be scary and it can be um uncomfortable and just how you want to interpret that and what you do after the ceremony is the most important part of these situations, mind you. Like, 
these journeys can be expansive, but if you don't continue to work on what you learn from it and how you interpret your experience afterwards, you may not even actually benefit from from the experience. So it's the integration of that experience afterwards and the continuous work that will really be able to help you transform and like gain the insight and the changes that you want to make in your life or, you know, just anything that comes from it. It won't happen unless you work with that afterwards. Right. It sounds like it's like anything that you go and experience <laughs> where you get taught something, even if it's not a psychedelic thing, and you can get all of this information brought to you. But unless you're actually doing something with it afterwards, yes. it's like you've you've gained the information, mm -hmm. but have you actually harnessed it and have you actually been able to figure out how to use it? Exactly. Yeah. And especially with something that's like this, where it's, you know, creating all these different things in your brain. like. Uh, what's the word, like kind of reformatting all these like neural pathways mm -hmm. and like opening up and expanding your mind. It's giving you the ability to see things from a different light. But unless you integrate it, like you said, what is it doing for you can actually probably cause some chaos. Oh, absolutely. And also like you're going into your own mind, right? And, right. You know, a Which lot is of, deep and dark. And, it, and some people do yeah. not like I've talked to a lot of people um, about, you know, psychedelics and using these as like, you know, therapies and modalities to like self-exploration and you know a lot of the people that say no I don't want to try it I'm just too scared um, my interpretation is that of like is I'm just too scared of myself I don't trust myself I don't trust my own brain because psychedelics often like kind of dive some stuff unearth some things that that and if you've dealt with any trauma, if you have, if you've repressed a lot of stuff, like these things are going to come up um, more than likely and they're going to be really uncomfortable. And if you're not even like in the inciest bit ready to like address it, um, it can be a really bad experience and it can like be turmoilish, you know, and like, like we're going to, what's the word I'm trying to use here? Like domino effect into a mm. negative aspect. You know, there's a lot of people that when I first started um, journeying and doing these modalities I wanted to like share it with everybody and I wanted to tell everyone that they need to do it and you should try it like everyone would be so much better of a person if they did this and then it's coming to realize that not everybody should especially if you're not ready and um, it can be it can be destructive it can um, it can do the actual opposite of helping so I think understanding that and being able to work with that yeah and I actually have seen that not with myself, but somebody who has experienced this. And i have it was the first person that I had seen that actually was dealing with a lot of darkness afterwards versus just eye-opening, incredible, <laughs> like, you know, aha moments. It was more of like, I don't know what I'm experiencing now and I don't know how to process it. Yeah. And that also, like you said, probably goes hand in hand with unprocessed things. And they potentially had gone into this experience thinking that they were going to, going to get you know, X, Y, and Z out of it. And yeah, ayahuasca like said, thing. no, like, you're not getting this. It, and it's, yeah. Yeah, and it shows you what it's going to give you because this is what you thought you needed, but you actually need this mm -hmm. and you need to face this before you can experience any of those things that you think that you're going to experience. Right. And they potentially are very traumatic memories, traumas, just, you know, dark things that you don't want to look at. So I think mm -hmm. that goes hand in hand with what you said about being ready yeah for it and not everybody is ready to experience something like this yeah it's such an interesting gosh i i love psychedelics i love them <laughs> i love them not only because they're just like so transformative but they're it like so fun because it when i f first realized what was happening is like it was like 
I was seeing things for the first time. I was hearing music for the first time. I was seeing art for the first time. I was like reconnecting with my friends for the first time, like my relationships to the people um, I'm close to. For me, I feel like have become so more um, intertwined and deeply connected just because it, again, it opens up these new neural pathways and you can see things in a little bit more of a childlike light and understand like how precious it is and how great it is and even after the use of it you you can still kind of like see that you know it's like going I can drive down the road and see like these mountains and I'm just like oh my god these mountains are so pretty you just are more (laughs) yeah yeah, you're more present (laughs) you start appreciating things a little bit differently especially with life the way it is and the way we live now it's so easy to look and gloss over things that are actually really precious in real time because you're so clouded yeah so that's what it did for i mean i haven't done ayahuasca but i've obviously dabbled with like with you know mushroom therapy um to get out of my own depression anxiety and mm. things that i had gone through and that's what brought me to it but i have taken spouts of like not doing them for a long time and not microdosing but i still feel those things mm-hmm. especially when i'm present yeah I'll, I'm like wow I never would have noticed x y and z yeah. this much but yeah. it, it allow it allows you to be in those moments yeah. so there, yeah there I'm a big fan I, I one of those things I would I don't obviously recommend to everybody but if you're in the space for it I really think it's a huge it can be a huge catalyst for growth and Absolutely. just expansion and an understanding of yourself and one that I never knew I even needed until yeah. I experienced yeah. it and yeah so I mean, there are people that are like ready for it, kind of like when I when I was ready, and then there are people that kind of accidentally jump, like yes. get into it, and that then was they me. realize <laughs> and they realize how amazing this is, and then there are people who like seek it out for it to be like this um, miracle drug and like miracle yeah. revelation, and unfortunately, that generally isn't the case. Um, but sometimes it is. It's just like such a hit and miss. It just all I feel like just honestly depends on the person, right? And, like where they're at, and um, there is a point i was meaning to go in this <laughs> and then i lost squirrel <laughs> squirrel shiny things um but what brought you to um psilocybin me yeah psilocybin. oh man like, what was the biggest like what was the what was that number one revelation that hit and you're like aha and then oh i'm gonna go god because there's like the aha moments when you're in when i was just gonna talk journeys. about that so i'm glad you and brought I that up i love the aha moments because <laughs> we to me the aha moments are something that i've known you know i've yeah. like heard like I can conceptualize, but in them, they're you're like, oh, oh yeah, oh this so, is what oh that God. means. So you know, it's I I actually don't think I've ever talked about this like out like loud. I mean, I've mentioned it to friends who have been there, done that, and asked me about my journey, but I don't think I've actually ever outwardly talked about it to an audience because I was in fear of being misunderstood and it's going to sound a little weird and it's going to oh, sound I a little, I, I love, fucking love weird. And <laughs> it, it's just, it's going to sound almost like too simple. Right. It, when I explain this and this, is, yes. And this is it. And so I, obviously people take mushrooms for recreational uses, right. Mm-hmm. To like get a little fucked up and like have an experience. They're not necessarily and this is not that it's wrong but you're not you didn't go into it with intention Mm -hmm. or an intention to figure out something or like I'm gonna take this and I'm gonna like really lean in and journal I I, this was totally recreational yeah and um (laughs) I was actually out at like Havasu for a weekend and we decided to do a bunch of mushrooms that night and I had never ever done mushrooms like this before I'd taken like a little bit and like laughed a little but like I didn't know I was about to send myself to fucking Pluto's (laughs) (laughs) But I did, and I 
at one point, like, you know, had a freak out moment because it was like really intense. I literally feel like I had put myself into another dimension. But this mm-hmm. at the particular time was exactly what I needed. And it was like a, a punch in the freaking face. I was going through a really toxic relationship. I was feeling like I was stuck in. I didn't understand myself. I was very depressed, very anxious, like all the things. Mm-hmm. And when I had this particular experience, I'll just kind of, I'll kind of sum it up, but we had this experience and all night I just felt free. I felt like I didn't have any any anxiety. Like once I calmed down and understood that I could be in this experience Mm -hmm. and just like lean into it, I just felt incredible. And, you know, I I walked around the neighborhood in Arizona and we just journeyed around and just like had a really good time with our friends and talked about just silly things and just really connected with my friends. And I remember at one point I gave my phone to my friend who like wasn't experienced. I'm like, please take this away from me. I literally want nothing to do with reality Mm -hmm. and not in a fucked up way but like I just wanted to be in that moment so bad and just relish in it and at that time I was not a present person at all Mm. not with my friends not with my family I was so disconnected so the fact that I felt present was eye-opening to Mm. me and I sat in that and at the very end of this night I remember I was laying in the driveway looking at the stars and crying like just sobbing and I didn't know why I was sobbing but I just I was having these moments like thinking about my dad and just where my life was and everything, but I was so internally happy and grateful and just full of gratitude for this experience. And I remember thinking, this is the first time in quite some time that I didn't have anxiety, Mm -hmm. that I wasn't living in this like fight or flight mode and I wasn't worried about anything and I knew I was where I was supposed to be. And I kept thinking, I wonder if I could just feel this way all the time. All the time. And there was a, in my mind, there was a light switch like I'm, <laughs> I yeah, told you. I told kidding. you. This is gonna sound really I weird. I love the aha moment. It was because it, it was, is like that. Boop. <laughs> literally, I just flicked it off. Like not physically, but that—that's how clear it was to me that you. The message was: you can turn this off. You don't have to experience mm-hmm. this anymore. Yeah. You're in control, and that was you're in control. Was was the message mm-hmm. for me, and I fucking turned it off. And I like the next day, I mm-hmm. I sat on the lake just staring at the water. Like literally like looking at the sparkles of the water and just (laughs) bear with me here, just like appreciating so much. But that was that. Yeah. That being present again. I hadn't been present in so many years. It was insane. So I just sat there with it and I journaled and journaled and journaled. And even one of the girls that was with me, she had never done it before either. And two days later, she came over. She goes, Christina, I have to show you something. And she came over with this notepad of just like notes about the experience her and I had. And I'm like, oh my God, somebody is, somebody gets yeah. me. And she at the time was addicted to, I don't wanna say addicted, but she she could not stop taking Adderall and her Vyvanse because she thought she needed it. Mm-hmm. After that experience, she quit both of them cold turkey. Oh, wow. Literally cold turkey. I don't need these anymore. Good and I was like, her. wow, something oh, like man, really that to come in. was so interesting. And then Fast forward that next week was also when a lot of really bad things were happening in my life. They continued. And I remember (laughs) wanting help again. And I'm like, what the fuck do I do? I can't just like take a bunch of mushrooms and have it fix me like we were talking about. It's not a Band-Aid. And I just kept thinking like, how do I get those messages back? And a TikTok video popped up of Stephen Furtick. And mind you, I'm not a religious person. And he's a pastor, a pastor. And the message really hit me. And I was like, I think I need to call out to source energy with whatever that is for me. And I typed his name into YouTube and I looked up his sermons and one of the ones said, are you in control? Mm. And I was like, 
<laughs> weird. And so I watched it and I found myself at the end of it just like praying. Just praying yeah. on my knees, sobbing. Oh, just man. praying for guidance and help and understanding because I felt so lost. And I had this like very spiritual moment um, where I was not alone. And it was just really eye-opening. And I finally asked for help in the right way. I feel like I asked for not to... I took my ego down and I stopped mm -hmm. asking for what I thought I wanted. And I said, I will listen. I just need to understand. Mm -hmm. And I literally feel like that whole next week, it was like, I could not stop getting downloads of just what I was supposed to That's do. Amazing. And I felt I I'm not alone. Yeah. I'm not alone. And I am in control of this mm -hmm. and I can be in control of this. And I took back my life that week. Mm -hmm. And for those of you people who have listened to this podcast, they know exactly what I'm talking about with what I went through. I don't even need to go into it anymore because it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. But I took back control of what I needed to and my whole life changed. And I was like, man, this was such an interesting an interesting like line of events. Right. And that was when like the next few months happened. I got interested in microdosing because I was like, if I don't need to get smacked in the face with a big journey all, all the, the time, time, which you're not you don't have to. Mm -hmm. But what if there was such a thing? And I didn't know. <clears throat> and my sister had started integration like that a little bit here and there. So I started talking to her about it. And the person who had originally, you know, ex had helped me experience this. So I started microdosing and I I never was the same ever again mm -hmm. in like the best, in the way. best way. Yeah. So that's and so it really it really took like a really fun not funny but like a very interesting um turn of events where like i didn't seek it out it just mm -hmm. happened but it woke me up yeah and even when i'm not microdosing because there's time months that go by i haven't microdosed in months and months and months but i still feel those effects because i've taken yeah. the time to integrate and to understand what's happening to me what i'm experiencing and not just like doing it with no intention right which i mean i don't think I think going through life without intention in general you're, is not the best idea. Yeah, but absolutely. There's a lot of people that um, I think just go through just doing what they think they need to do and like not finding fulfillment in that. And kind mm -hmm. of maybe that's where you were prior to just oh, like yeah. just doing and doing and doing and not really thinking about what you were doing. But you're on also cruise control. Like, yeah, not being present because you're thinking about whatever. Um, like there's there's so much on what you just talked about that I like I just love. Um, one of the biggest things that you cannot like not discuss is the spirituality aspect yeah when it comes to using these type of modalities because I've always been like somewhat spiritual I've never um I've never loved the idea of this dogmatic religious um concept of being told how to act and how to be and if you're not you're going to hell or if you don't believe this doesn't seem right you're to not me. yeah it's never seemed right to me but one thing I do know and this is like one thing I know is that God exists and however you want to name that source, mother earth, whatever, there is a, there is an energy that is greater than what we are right now, but that we are a part of and we can tap into it. And I feel like uh, psilocybin and I, uh, and all of these different modalities are like kind of like slingshots that kind of like put us into that source and we can, However we, wherever we are, we can like tap into it and kind of get what we need from it. And um, so it led you to the sermon, right? Yes. Um, and it yeah. led you to that lesson. And you're like, you know, I'm not a religious person. I don't listen to sermons all the time. And it's just. It was calling. Think, yeah, it was calling. And to me, like all of these religions, all of these beliefs, they are tied by common threads. 
So it's those common threads to me that I look at and I'm just like, these are truths. These are truths Mm -hmm. that I know to be true. Um, And Aya and all of these things, depending on your belief, will give you these messages in your own religion. So I've heard of people seeing the Mother Mary come to them and tell them this like thing. I've heard of people seeing that, uh, you know, Muhammad came and like expressed this emotion, you know, and it kind of reinforces their belief, but also it's like the same message mm-hmm. being sent of like acceptance, Just of love, of what the, what the most important parts of life are. And we forget those. We know them. We know it. You know, we know that we should love our love our partners, love our parents, love our friends, connect, be present. But it's so hard sometimes with like the way that this world is run and like how we have to hustle, 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 keep going, keep going. Don't rest. Like the little amount of sleep you can get, the more productive you are. And I think we're kind of like in the space right now to reverse that thought process and like come back to to self and to source and to community um, and it's really, really fun to talk to, like, talk to other people about this and, like, hear their stories. It's my, one of my favorite parts about, about these, uh, these interactions. Like, I love my experiences and I've learned so much about myself in it, but also, like, seeing and hearing the, like, commonalities with other people. Or, like, I'll hear other people tell me their stories and I'm like, oh, my God, that's so big. I want a big revelation <laughs> like that. <laughs> like, when do I get mine? But it's all timing in your own yeah. ways. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, yeah, I, that was one thing I struggled with too, because in that moment of realization or tapping into whatever energy that was for me, it was also very confusing because I, like I said, I'm not super religious. I don't go to Mm -hmm. church and I, I believe there is some higher power with whatever, like you said, whatever you want to call it. And you know, I think that's hard for people who are super one way or the other to listen to conversations like this because it kind of makes you step back out of your comfort zone and just open up your mind a little bit. But you might not be able to if you haven't had experiences like this. So I don't know. It's it's a little difficult to talk about sometimes, but it was weird to me that something so Christian in that moment brought me to just mm-hmm. feeling not alone. Like I, yeah. I physically was not alone in that room at that moment and I hadn't had one of those moments ever oh yeah so it it just get it i don't know how to explain it like it's, it's hard it's really hard and yes you've done it and, but- that's because, and you experienced it and you know when you're talking to these like super religious folks who maybe haven't experienced this you're like yeah you're right i believe you you know jesus did this jesus was amazing jesus is learning but i don't agree with the way that you and this bible has been interpreted to like force upon others like how they mm. should be and it's you know it's such a for me i'm just like trying to tie all the commonalities. And it's touchy. And it's touchy because um, I truly, truly, truly feel like psychedelics has brought me closer to God, has brought me closer to source. And like I before I think I was so, um, what's the word, like resistant Mm, to it because there's this stigma and this, um, you know, judgmental aspect because I didn't like religion I didn't like organized religion like it was all bad like they've caused so many deaths like they've killed in the name of God all this stuff why would I ever want to be part of like an organization that has been the 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 cause of this destruction and this like famine and like hurt and then I realized that you know religion is important I think spirituality is really really important for people and having a guiding light um is 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 part of that and it's why so many people want to be a part of that, regardless of the, you know, the contradictions. So it's like a nice little 
trying to find that balance of, Mm -hmm. you know, what really resonates, what's the most important and, you know, also stepping away and being like, no, that I don't agree with. I don't need to like agree with you on that. I definitely don't need to be backing this up just because I believe in God, just because I believe in Jesus doesn't mean that I agree with what the church is doing or vice versa, you know, in any other religion. Well, that comes to being in terms (laughs) with yourself too and understanding yourself well enough to know that you don't have to follow in suit with a hundred percent of the way something is just because you're told to do so. Um, I I one of the notes that, you know, you and I had talked about was like the death of the ego and death of, (laughs) yeah. And I, I think we have to take a few steps back to get back to that but I wanted to hear your thoughts about that what you thought that meant and yeah kind of that there's um these certain moments when you're doing these journeys and I want to specify not every time is just like a very intentional ceremonious way Um, you can use these for play and those play instances can like create these like really intense revelations as well um but again it's using these things intentionally but almost every time there's a point where like your ego drops like these walls that you have that generally like maybe there's something that you've done that i like has bothered me and i just can't bring myself to share it with you because it's going to make me feel vulnerable vulnerable or it's going to make me seem judgy or jealous or whatever the case is and in in these moments like those walls come down and I can speak to whoever I'm speaking to in like this honest way without attacking them just letting them know like hey this is what's going on this is what's going like being in my head and they can do the same to you and you can receive it without taking it personally without making it about yourself because this is something that they're sharing about them and like how they feel and like hey what kind of how can we like reconcile this or like in the future, how can we act in a way that maybe we won't make each other feel this way? Or even talking about like your traumas in ways that doesn't make you feel ashamed, you know, like being able to share about like what's happened to you um, to somebody else when maybe when you're in a like normal conscious state would be really, really hard because there's so much shame and like hurt that's attached to these traumas. Um, And that to me is the ego drop. It's being able to talk and speak, um, into it through yourself and others without feeling judgment and shame. Right. And, and you can probably articulate it, it. Yeah. And you can articulate it. And then there's the spiritual ego that comes into it. And that one is the real kicker. <laughs> that one's the one that comes into and you're like, I have learned so much about myself. I, my ego has died. I have no ego. This is what you need to do. This is how you need to act. And I am tapped into the source. And I think you need to be tapped into source as well. And this is how you do it. And it is, it's a bitch to like also look at yourself again and be like yo you are well because in reality <laughs> you check yourself you here. are putting yourself back into having an ego by being this like elevated person that is just so much better now because I'm so I've, enlightened I, oh my god and I think that there <laughs> is like there is a wave of of <laughs> how would I even explain there's a wave of people who are all enlightened now and like it's like the LA vibe oh of spiritual I don't even know how to explain it's, it. Just it like, yeah, I, I know. You know, I know you know what I'm talking about, but it's like the people who have done the work, but who have done it in a way where they feel like they're better now than everyone yeah. else who hasn't done it. And they almost have put themselves on a different pedestal, le- on a different yeah. pedestal but in it's a ass backwards way because it's actually taken them and blown up their ego. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's the I think there's the ego and then there's the spiritual ego. And you know, a lot of people have talked about this, um, who I've listened to and uh um, like to go 
to for advice as well. But it's hard. It's like the harder one to try and like break through. Um, and I can tell you I've had it and I maybe sometimes exhibit it um, as well still. And it's just like needing to catch yourself because mm. um, when we are in these experiences, we realize that we're all we're all one. You and I are the same. Like your pain and my pain is like the same. Like there is nothing. And just because you haven't experienced this doesn't mean that you're less worthy of of this acknowledgement of this of this enlightenment um, or of like receiving love or receiving understanding. And that's a really strong practice for me when it comes to like meeting people who maybe haven't been on this, on this journey and um, humbling myself and telling myself that I have like, I have very little right to sit here and like judge. I do. I pass judgment. I speak into, you know, my own perception of how like people act and behave and there's also a protectiveness about it. Like, Hey, I don't want this kind of behavior around me. I don't want this kind of energy around me. Like they are still worthy of all of this, um, love and affection and, you know, understanding, but I'm not in a place for myself to be able to give that to them. I hope they find that in a different way, but yeah, it's a tough, like balancing thing. And, you know, these spiritual, gurus and like these enlightened souls that just constantly talk about it and speak in this vocabulary uh I kind of steer away from just because uh I can I can uh feel I can resonate with it to some degree but then also I'm just like okay this seems a little extra like let me live in also reality you know let me live in this world as well because there's a bridge between that spiritual um experience when you're in these and then there's this reality that we're still in and you know it's trying to like find the balance within that like how can we find that within ourselves and then also like spread that into our communities and like help others and even having these conversations with you and like having these conversations with my family who has never thought about doing stuff like that they like take a little bit of it. It's like these little seeds that you You're can plant planting them. <laughs> and then they, they can talk to you about that and like an, and not constantly judging you because now it's been a little bit more, you know, in their face. They've been exposed to it and they've heard these these really good things, especially since, you know, psychedelics has uh, has kind of made a way back and, you know, in clinical trials and, and everything. And that's where I actually intend to like move into is um, going to psychology to I want to get my license and then work with these modalities and try and help people as well. That's awesome. And I think what you said is important too about planting those seeds with your, the people around you about it without coming from this super elevated state where it's like, I can't relate to you anymore (laughs) or like you won't understand. It's, it's not about being in that position. It's about just sharing your experiences and hoping that something that you may have experienced can, you know, influence them or just, they'll take a little nugget of it if they want, if they're curious about it enough and, and run with that. You don't have to just shove it down their throat because in reality you're becoming just like those organized religions Mm -hmm. that you don't like. If Mm -hmm. you are taking what you're, what you're doing and like being like, you need this, this is the way it is. You need to open up your mind. Like it's, it's like really common that somebody that you're talking to isn't even ready yeah. to understand any of those things about themselves yet. So I think just sharing your knowledge is important. That's why I love talking about stuff like this on podcasts because somebody is listening right now yeah. that will be like, oh my gosh, that made so much sense. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Fingers crossed. But um, I think it's really... Or I think we're just sitting here just jabbing yeah, to each possible. other about nothingness. <laughs> 
Which but, is okay because I still love this. Yeah, well, and you know, our particular journey of like me meeting you and you getting ready to go on your first ayahuasca journey, me being like, oh my God, you're just like my sister. Like you guys need to meet, you guys would really connect to you guys meeting at Burning Man and like forming a friendship too. It just goes back into community and, yeah. and you know, connecting with like-minded individuals mm-hmm. and um, helping people process just life because life is messy and, and your sister weird is so sweet by the way I, like it's <laughs> she has the vo- uh, vocabulary of like the spiritual speak and like this is somebody that i'm speaking about like who can articulate this sometimes yes. maybe better than i can um but again it's like in the way that we speak and like how is somebody going to like are they going to be able to resonate with that as well right because not you know, everybody some, will understand yeah, some people i can resonate with her but maybe somebody else may not be able to and maybe someone can resonate with what i'm saying and it's it's just really it's really fun to see the differences well that's what's cool about different deliveries mm-hmm. um and you might hear something multiple times like oh my gosh what she said made so much sense and now i'm translating it back yeah. and we actually had kaylin on the podcast i haven't posted it yet but she talked about her journeys and so it'll be really oh. cool to have both of those because yeah. Like you said, I might not understand. I even sometimes the way my own sister explains things to me, I'm like, I I'm not I'm not, th- I'm not there. Yeah. But that's okay. Mm-hmm. But the way you might say something might click. So <laughs> yeah, I think I think it is really important to hear things from different levels. And um, that ego death, I think, is one of the biggest things that come from doing a lot of these things because people think they don't have an ego. And everyone oh, ha- yeah. everyone 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 has, has an also, ego. Also, your ego's not bad. No, it your just ego like if you. Use it properly. It is there to protect you. It's there to help you. Um, every aspect, actually, of your person um, is there to, quote, unquote, protect you. Right. And it's going into the study. It's really interesting to understand how some of these. So, like, addiction, for instance, is a um, defense mechanism. Like, people have turned to addiction to protect them from whatever they think they needed, like, trauma, abuse, whatever. And addiction was their their outlet and now it's you know a lot of these treatments are trying to fix the addiction but that's not what actually needs to be fixed it's like what caused the addiction to happen like let's hit what's the root like let's hit that and then we can move and psychedelics have been used to help addiction and it's really really interesting and powerful to see like the ways in which um it has been able to help it's fun it's really really interesting that's so interesting i um i'm looking forward to hearing more about like your studies into this because i've never personally suffer with any kind of addiction, but I have been trapped in my own mind in certain things into certain ways of treatment and to certain things in my life and feeling that stuckness. Mm-hmm. It's not even a word, but like that's what it felt like. You just feel fucking stuck. But even and your trapped. anxiety, your anxiety is a that's protection a, mechanism, right? That's your a anxiety great is example. like something that you have created to protect you from whatever it is that was behind that. And right. depression, all of these things. And you can have great protection mechanisms. You can have bad protection mechanisms it's just like trying to figure that out and it's so interesting the human mind is like really really it is and you know what i'm glad you brought that up because at that particular time was when i was experiencing my panic attacks Mm -hmm. and a panic attack is basically your body's way of saying something's fucking wrong Mm -hmm. you shouldn't you shouldn't be experiencing things like that and it's a matter of taking a deep dive to figure out why you're experiencing those and i had no idea i mean i did but i didn't at the same time and that's where that trapped stuck feeling Mm -hmm. comes from and it was in those moments that i was discovering all of these reasons why my body was having a physiological response to mm-hmm. like f- like physical it, it was in my mind it was in my physical body it was it was everywhere my body was reacting my brain was reacting yeah. um 
it, it's an alarm. It's mm-hmm. an alarm system going off, and that's potentially why you can get stuck into your vices, yeah. drugs, drinking, to- <laughs> toxicity, just you know, bad things. Yeah. So relationships. Yeah. Probably <laughs> <laughs> one or the other. Yeah, it's interesting. I like one of my dumb aha moments was in uh was in Peru. Was my we did four ceremonies and the first three ceremonies I was like oh this isn't strong enough I haven't had my aha moments but then I like look back at my journals and I'm like oh my god these seem like really powerful <laughs> like what, who was I thinking that's your ego thinking it's yeah. not big enough it's not it's not yeah. like enough <laughs> but my fourth ceremony it was honestly like a little bit of everything there were moments that I was just like laughing hysterically and the people that I was there with were like laughing with me and there was this moment that I was just like be kind of being loud and one of the ladies she was this older amazing woman she's freaking hilarious I love her she was like Catalina why don't you go down into the ocean like because you know and when you're in these states you can like imagine you can put yourself in these different like scenarios and I was like okay so I went <laughs> I put myself into the ocean and I was like oh, I can speak like a whale <laughs> to get me to be quiet <laughs> I like that didn't work at all <laughs> and I turned into Dory from Finding Nemo <laughs> and then everybody started cackling but then like all of these different little messages like you can have fun with these things you can have like really really fun light experiences that like just like realize like you know humans More need child that like, laughter yeah yeah and through that <laughs> through that journey there was so much but one of the biggest things I learned I would constantly be like in pain and then the pain would go away like my stomach would churn and I would feel like maybe I needed to purge and then I wouldn't and then like and then this thought was like everything passes everything passes nothing stays constant so when I would be in pain I'd be like okay this is gonna pass just need to endure it for a moment and then I'll be feel fine and then I'd be like in this like fun happy like euphoric moment and I'm like oh this isn't gonna last forever because everything's gonna pass and then it passes and then it's just like this you know these concepts that we know but then we know yeah you know and like and I've taken that and I've used that in um, in life. I've integrated that into my into my everyday practices when something bad happens. You know, like I've I've had these like little instances with like friends recently that have not been, you know, fun and that have been really challenging. And I'm just like, OK, everything passes. I'm just going to wait and I'm just going to like let this ride out. And in a few months, the settles gonna, the, the dust going to settle and we're going to be fine. And, you know, it's like that thought process that makes it like okay, I can manage this. I can, yeah, I can work through this. I can, I can get through it and whatever it is, like even the good stuff. I'm like, okay, I'm so sad that this is going to not last. Yeah. But that that also makes you really appreciate it Mm -hmm. when you are in those moments and take it to take a step back and to enjoy what you're going through because it doesn't always have to, you don't have to get that anxiety. (laughs) "Ah, How long is it going to last? Just be present and enjoy it while it's here. Because I mean, that's like the best way to live. I feel like that was one of my biggest lessons ever and I still have to yeah Mm -hmm. I still have to bring it back and like reel myself in sometimes because I forget and then I take a step back and I'm like I get to do this like I get to do this it's not like even with even with work sometimes like I've had to reframe it where I'm like Mm -hmm. oh my god I like I have to go to work this week and like no I actually get Get to to. go do this and even in prep I hated cardio I'm like no I have a healthy body that I get to go do this with that people don't get to do that with Mm -hmm. and I think you know obviously having gratitude is like the foundation of a happy life 
Perception is everything. Yeah. Perception is everything. If you can take anything out of this episode, if you do not relate to any of this, I feel like that is a message that you can relate to or not relate to, but you can take and try and integrate because how do you, how do you use, um, use into practice, like the presentness, like how do you bring yourself into present moments when sometimes you like realize that you're not, um, what's your practice? Oh man. I mean, getting off my phone, like it, it, we're so attached to this fucking thing and it's, Mind you, I've only looked at it because of the notes that we same. <laughs> but also, I'm I'm thankful because this little fucking thing that we have the ability to have has connected with me with me, or connected me with so many people. Mm-hmm. It's allowed me to share the message of fearless. Yeah. It's there's so many good things that can come from social media and having the ability to be so techn- technologically advanced mm-hmm. that we can do those things. But it's about like the mindless scrolling. It's about the mindlessness mm-hmm. of social media that I've taken myself oh, man, away I'm from. The- biggest it's hard it's It's so hard and i'm not saying this to preach that i'm great at it because i'm I'm not because i'm I'm not not i will say that but it's something that i try and be more i try and be better about because what's in front of you is exactly where you're supposed to be at all times and if you're constantly looking down at your phone you're going to miss so many things there was a video i saw on the internet that was circulating about like somebody like looking at their phone they miss the love of their life walk by or i i know that's a little dramatic but like Think about it, though. Like, you can be so distracted by what's in here that you forget to appreciate what's in front of your face and the experiences that you're in. So I try when I have really cool things going on or I'm somewhere I've never been before or with somebody I've never met before to be in that moment and take yeah, what I'm getting from them in that moment because I – I don't believe that you just meet people for no reason. I don't believe no. that you wind up in situations for no reason. I really think that there is something to take from everything that you're experiencing mm-hmm. in life and you will miss those things and you're going to take a step back like years later and be like, I wish I would have done this differently. Yeah. And I don't want to I don't want to live life like that. Mm-hmm. I've lost too many people and seen people lose their lives too fast. I don't want to be that person. Yeah. And I think those were big wake-up calls to me. So going back to that was a very long-winded answer. <laughs> But I just try and check in with myself yeah. when I'm in moments of enjoyment to stop and just take it in yeah. and, you know, breathe into that moment. As silly as that sounds, I just I really just try and take everything in and stop trying to be so just like. Right. Letting your mind just. Yes. <laughs> and I have ADHD, so it's very easy for that to happen. Me but um, I just try and check in with myself. Yeah. But that's also being a little bit self-reflective, which I never used to be. I used to be so surface level and so I was I just just, was con- so, just I was cruising cruising not even really realizing what each thing yeah one of the um to t- touch on what you said about the phone one of the things I love about um some of these psychedelic experiences is I don't touch my phone yeah you want to ditch it I don't look at it I like I'll have moments where I'm like oh I haven't heard from this person should I reach out nah it's fine I'll talk to them later and then I'm just like in it I'm in these moments and I'm in these with if I'm with people like I'm experiencing these really sacred and like deep connections with them or we're just laughing and that's amazing yeah I that's one of my favorite things yeah there's so much I just love it all yeah there's a lot (laughs) but that that is one of the things that stuck with me since the very beginning and like you said, it's a practice. You can definitely mm-hmm. fall out of practice of, yes. of anything. But um, it's made me enjoy my life a lot more and be really, you know, grateful for, like, precious moments of continuing this. And even podcasting here has has taught me to be present because I have to be engaging. Yeah. I have to be understanding of I'm engaging in a conversation with somebody, but I'm also absorbing that. <laughs> so I don't know. It's, it's brought me into different 
Oh, it's just so interesting. But but and it's such a little thing, but it's so important and it can like really affect your happiness level, your satisfaction level, your fulfillment level, your relationships, your relationships. Everything. Yeah. Absolutely. My I just I think my relationships have grown in like in intensely deeper ways um, by integrating these practices that I've like come to realizing through these uh, through these experiences. And there are ways that you can reach these experiences without using uh, these modalities, but it takes a lot, a lot of like dedication and persistence. Yeah. And most people don't. So, like I said, this is like a slingshot into um, into finding these revelations and like realizations and like ideas um so it's like not for everyone yeah I don't believe everyone should do it but I do believe everyone should do it intentionally when they do even in play situations like intentionally play you know like if you're going to a concert or whatever like I'm doing this because I want to intentionally like enjoy this and like be in those these moments um and I think again that gets a bad rap when in reality it's like have you ever been to a festival where people are taking these and like you see people fighting no, no. But have you been <laughs> to a concert where everybody's drinking alcohol and there's fights breaking out? It's just really it's a very interesting yeah. concept. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you sharing all of this and us finally getting to have this conversation. Once again, like just grateful <laughs> for that whole connection and how this has brought yeah. this to fruition. So thank you. And if you guys have any questions, I hope I'm looking at the right camera right now. <laughs> If you guys have any questions about any of these topics, feel free to reach out to Catalina or myself, and hopefully we can do a few more of these yeah, in the I would future. Love to. Yeah, thank you so much. Of I course. appreciate you. You're amazing, and it's like so fun to watch your little evolution of everything. I can't wait to hear. I know that you're you you're speaking into existence the evolution of your podcast and of yourself. And yes, it's it's really fun to watch. So yeah, thank you so much. For of course, that was uh, another thing that we touched on is like the evolution of just you don't have to stay in the same place forever Mm -hmm. and you know, things change and you grow and you know, uh, lean into that. Mm -hmm. So um, stay tuned. You guys we will have more of these in the future and we'll see you next time. Bye.